Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. This episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick, one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so it'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday was a great day, uh, a handful of just really easy wins, and then kind of 50-50 on the toss-up games. Uh, thankfully, those easy wins carried us to a nice, profitable day. Hopefully, we can keep that rolling again today. And before we get to that slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're on yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And of course, I always encourage my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio to shop around. Getting good prices on games can make the difference between a winning and a losing season. I have a couple of these that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Also add a little tab there for the play of the day. My one favorite play, just a quick little write-up. I'll talk about the game here. So if you're watching this, you're not really missing anything, but you can just check that. Shows the history of the uh, games I've highlighted there on the play of the day. Those have been on Twitter, um, all of them. And then now, like I said, I'm adding to the website. So uh, just something else a little fun there to add to check out if you're interested. Got some afternoon games today, 110 Eastern. First pitch, Tigers at the Twins in a game that's maybe going to have to deal with some rain and definitely some cold temperatures. Wind blowing in from left field at almost 15 miles an hour. So this is definitely a situation where you might want to look under. The total of eight there seems a bit high to me. Given the weather situation, it's going to be a miserable day. Now, again, I'm not sure if they're going to play this or not. I'll try to post updates that I see from other people um, about the weather as we get closer to the specifics, or I'll check into it myself if there's nothing out there. Um, but, I mean, low 50s is definitely good pitching weather. Wind blowing in from left field at double-digit miles an hour, great pitching weather. I'm not going to actually play the under, and the reason why is I don't trust either pitcher we've got a bullpen game for the tigers so that you know their bullpen kind of rates pretty run of the mill the twins with dylan bundy very mixed results his era is high his underlying metrics are a little better but even then it's not that impressive i still think under is the right way to look because this tigers offense has just completely i don't want to say given up right that's not accurate but whatever the closest equivalent to that I can say without indicating that they don't care, because I know they care and I know they're trying, but they are really struggling right now, really just falling off a cliff. You could also look team total Tigers under. I'm still seeing some three and a halves out there. 
seems a bit high, but I think the best play of this day is just to back the Twins. And I'm going to do it on the money line. Plus odds blows my mind here. The model thinks this should be Twins minus 211. Gives them greater than a two out of three chance of just winning this game. So there's a lot of edge on just Twins money line. I'm seeing a price of minus 180. I love that as well. I just, uh, y'all heard me talk about this before. When we get up towards that minus 200 price, I just don't love laying it in general. It's just not my favorite. Now, again, if you're a parlay player, I'd throw the Twins into a parlay on the money line. I think they win this game. They've got an edge just about everywhere in, in here. They're going the right direction. The Tigers are going the wrong direction. Again, there are no locks in gambling, so I wouldn't put it in every parlay you do because that can really throw you off, right? So be you know try to be responsible with it. But man, I think the Twins win this game handily i'm going money line plus 105 i mean excuse me run line plus 105 a grade for me and like i said if you wanted to split between run line money line i think that makes a lot of sense if you wanted to add a little tigers team total under that makes a little bit of sense but if you're just going one play my best play for this game i think is the twins run line minus one and a half runs at plus 105 a grade for me to kick us off in the afternoon 405 Eastern first pitch Dodgers at the Nationals taking the Dodgers run line two nights in a row first five that first game because I was a little concerned about the weather and and we've seen basically a repeat of the same game just the Dodgers offense is fantastic the Nationals have not been able to throw anything at them to slow them down and we've and I'll talk a little bit later about this too in 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 a separate game I I just I do not know what's going on with the baseball you know, we know that it's deadening around the league. A part of it is some new construction. Part of it's the humidor, the whole like way they're transporting it. And then it sits in the humidor. So some balls are getting like kind of misshapen because they're like sitting flat on something. So we know why the ball dies a little bit um, because of some of the science behind that. Sometimes the ball just seems to fly. And I don't understand what it is. Maybe they're pulling back some of the old, Maybe they still some of the old balls from like the 20, I don't remember what season it was, maybe 2018, 2019, where they had just some really live, super bouncy balls. I have no idea, but we just see a couple of situations where the ball just seems to fly. And that was the case last night in Washington. Dodgers just hitting home runs left and right. You know, guys hitting, you know, Chris Taylor, I think, in an opposite field home run. And Chris Taylor's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but Chris Taylor hitting opposite field home runs is – I mean, he's more of a, like, doubles, and if he's going to have a home run, it's going to be like he really pulls one and gets around on it. Uh, you know, studies have shown, right, from a science standpoint, that the ball goes the same launch angle, same spin rate, same exit velocity. The ball goes further when you pull it. There's some interesting science behind that. Uh, but him going opposite field for home run. I mean, that ball was just flat. Mookie Betts had a couple home runs last night. That, I mean, we're just no doubters. I and mean, obviously, Mookie Betts is a great player, but I mean, the ball just got out in a hurry. So I have no idea what's going on, but the Dodgers are just – a, fantastic hitters, and B, if there is something weird with the ball that's a little more lively this series there for some reason, they are really taking advantage of it. Today they'll go against Eric Fetty, just a very run-of-the-mill average pitcher for the most part. Um, for, you know, they'll, they'll throw Julio Urias to the mound, who always seems to overperform his projections. But a pitcher who, again, this year, 263 ERA, but I project him going forward to be 419. I don't quite understand. Just he seems to always do this. So there's all, there's a handful of pitchers who can kind of do this consistently and not be blind. Like, I don't know if Urias is one of those guys yet. He's still young. Uh, 
something I'm keeping an eye on. You know, if he does it all year, we'll start to say, hey, he's just a guy who's going to beat his peripherals. And if so, that's fine. There's always going to be a few of those. No statistic, no model, nothing like that. It's going to hit on every player. We understand that. Um, maybe there's a chance, though, that he kind of comes back a little bit to earth here. Um, who knows, right? The, the jury's still out on that. I still think the Dodgers are the way to look in this one. The model says two minus 217. And so you could lay a price of Dodgers minus 200. It's very similar to the game that I just talked about with the Twins. I think Dodgers run line is the play again. Odds are minus 130, though, so I don't like the odds quite as much as I do in the um, Twins-Tigers game. I'm only giving this one a B grade, and the reason why is A, the odds, B, I know that the last two nights won handily, but they were priced at about the same point. And yes, I understand that they won handily. They should have been priced higher. I talked about that's why I took it. You know, both of those run lines should have been a much steeper price to pay. And so maybe there's a little bit of adjustment there, but for the most part, you don't overreact and completely change your prices for one of 162 games. You might based off a certain pitcher, but none of the pitchers you pitched the last two days prominently are going to pitch today. The relievers, you know, side. So my assessment of this is I'm having to pay the same price today that I paid the last two days, but the pitching discrepancy is not nearly as large, in my opinion, as it was before. Now, if you think Urias is going to consistently beat his, his underlying metrics, you know, you can make that an A pick in your book. That's fine. I totally get it. But for me looking at it, I just think that in the first game with a very average pitcher for the Dodgers and Tyler Anderson versus one of the worst pitchers right now in baseball and Adone was a huge mismatch. Yesterday, as much Gray is below average, Bueller above average, and there's a I mean there's about a two standard deviation gap between the two of those. Today, Urias is a better pitcher than Fetty, but not by nearly as much. So my assessment is I'm paying the same price, but the starting pitcher gap is a lot smaller. So I don't think there's as much value. So it's as simple as that. B pick for me on this one. I still think Dodgers run line is the way to look, but I'm just not as confident as I was the last two nights in it. And again, comparing it to the previous game we just talked about, Twins at Tigers, I think they're pretty similar in setup. I give the Twins a 68% chance of winning. Uh, is 67.8 to give the Dodgers 68.4. That's a rounding error. We cannot be that precise. The model spits out a number that precise, but I, there's no way we're actually that precise and try to predict human behavior. They're more or less the same game. And in one game, I'm getting plus 105, and the other, I'm laying minus 130. So again, there's just a difference in the value between these two games. So B pick for me on the Dodgers on the run line. I think it's the right side. I just don't love it as much as some other ones. 14 Eastern first pitch, Brewers at the Padres. Aaron Ashby versus Yu Darvish. A pitcher in Yu Darvish who, for a while, I think was very overvalued, and I was trying to fade. For the most part, I think the price has mostly caught up to him, and everyone kind of realizes he's maybe just a little bit above average at this point. He's had a pretty good career. He's had some really great seasons. At this point, though, he's just not that same pitcher he was. Model here says Padres minus 128. It will be a nice day in San Diego. I talked yesterday with my friend Jake, and he's going to be out there. This game will be low 70s for him, so a nice, comfortable day. I'm going first five under four at minus 120, and I'm giving this an A pick. You could look Padres. I'm seeing a price of minus 125. 
I, I just like Ashby personally. I like the adjustments and the changes that he's made coming into this season. I think he's a really good pitcher and I don't need excellence from Darvish at this point. I just need a good solid five innings and I think we can stay under four or we get the push at four. I mentioned that yesterday in the Cardinals Blue Jays game, getting that push at four was huge and that's exactly where it landed. So having that protection there can really help prevent us from losing. And honestly, when you're playing a bunch of games, one of the biggest ways to help you win is to not lose, right? And so sometimes that's passing on games. I always recommend if you don't have a great feel for it, pass. You don't have to play every game, right? I'm giving you a pick for every game. doesn't mean you have to play every game. But another way to do that is to get some pushes. So under four here gives us that push protection. It is minus 120, but that's an A pick for me. Again, you could look Padres. I just think that I don't – I'm still not quite ready to back Darvish against a pitcher like Ashby, who I think is pretty good. It was a low first five yesterday, low scoring first five yesterday. I think we see the same today. Weather a little bit warmer than yesterday, but I think the pitchers can get it can get it done for us here in this one. 14 Eastern first pitch, Athletics at the Mariners, Paul Blackburn versus Robbie Ray. Blackburn, who just continues to impress, a fantastic start to the season. His underlying metrics, not too far behind his actual ERA. We'll have a nice day in Seattle there, or we'll be inside a dome. So no real weather effect on that one that I'm considering. Model says Mariners minus 151, provides no value on either side. Total is seven and a half. I'm going to go under seven and a half. It is juiced at minus 125. I'd rather go under seven and get plus odds if you have that option. At least even money. I'd hope for plus 105. I'd rather do that. And the reason why is, as I kind of mentioned, there's some situations where the ball just seems to be flying. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's human, you know, humidor settings in different parks who knows right but uh this series the ball's really just flown out there have been a ton of runs in this series i think both of these pitchers are pretty good i actually think blackburn's better than ray um and obviously you look at their eras this year and that would be justified but again it's just the underlying and also the underlying metrics and the projections i have blackburn is better um ray is a good pitcher blackburn a little better i'd like the under because the pitchers but if we have that same sort of things get blown up and there's tons of runs i'd rather have better odds on this pick so something to keep in mind if you're staring at this seven and a half minus 125 i don't think there's any rush to make this play because you're probably not going to get much worse odds than that i'd rather have the better odds and say maybe we push but i'd rather have the better odds in the event of a nine to six game or something like we've been seeing i think that there's the way to go but i can't be that confident with what i've seen here in this series. So a B pick on that for me. 640 to first pitch Cubs at the Reds, Kyle Hendricks versus Luis Castillo. A nice night in Cincinnati, mid seventies, some rain. So another one to keep an eye on here, uh, but greater than 50% rain coverage for the area throughout the night to winds blowing in from right center. Model says Reds minus 125. 
If I had to play a side, that's probably what I would look to. I don't really trust Kyle Hendricks in general. I don't really trust him on the road even more. But I don't really trust Luis Castillo. And like I said yesterday, these teams tend to score runs. So I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to go over 8.5, minus 115 of the odds right now. And that's a B pick for me. Can't be an A pick because the wind blowing in, again, about 10 miles an hour. So not an A pick because of that. But the temperature will not help the pitchers whatsoever. It's not going to really help the batters be pretty neutral on that. But it's not like it's a cold night, so that's good. But Castillo, for the most part, you know, I kind of just project him right around league average. That's what he's done so far. It's only been three starts. But I'm wondering if there's, for both of these pitchers, just a little bit of name recognition in that if you just analyze the fact that these two teams just tend to score runs, and we've long talked about the Reds' bullpen being awful, if you look at the first two games of the series, I, I think if you took the starting pitcher's stats, projections, underlying metrics, exit velocities. doesn't matter what you look at, really. There's no way to paint them in a much better light. I think if you just look at that took the names away, I think this total is nine. And so I think there's some value here at over eight and a half, um, not, not getting the win at nine rather than the push. I think that gives us a little extra value. So I like the over here because I think this number is staying down a hair because the names, but I don't think either one of these pitchers is what they – used to be what we think they could be what we want them to be i think both are a little bit overrated so i'm going to go over eight and a half with a b pick in cincinnati six four eastern first pitch marlins at the rays we'll have a bullpen game for the marlins they're going to start off with cody poteet who's probably going to go two innings or so maybe maybe three it doesn't seem like he'll go much more than that versus drew rasmussen a pitcher y'all know that I love to back. Model says raise minus 179, so no value on either side. And I'd have a hard time playing either side. If you got up to Marlins like plus 190, I probably couldn't pass on that just as a value pick. One of those, again, if we can get, you know, 100, 200 of those over the course of the season, it's going to work out in the long run for us. But I just don't like fading Rasmussen. He's just been fantastic. I wouldn't want to play the raise, though. That price is so steep. You know, seeing 190s or maybe some of you are looking at minus 200s, it's just a steep price. So I'm staying away from the side. Instead, I'm going to go under seven. A pick for me, last night's game had four runs in it. One of those runs was an inside-the-park home run that, was a ball that the center fielder, I'm not sure if he just runs and puts his glove down at his knee. If he catches, he tries to dive. He goes right between like his arm and his glove. Take that away. There's only three runs last night. I mentioned it last night. I liked both starting pitchers. I like both bullpens. And I think both offenses are below average at a pitcher's park. I mean, it's like check, 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 check everything you want for an under. To me, this total, I might need to be sitting down for this. I think this total should be six. I think it's six and a half. I still think the under. Now, I don't like the under at six and a half. Y'all know that I, I like seven a whole lot more, but I think the total should be six. At six, it's like there's no value either way. I'm not playing over in this situation, but I'm not going under six. The fact that it's seven is just way extra value. Again, random things happen in baseball. So tonight doesn't mean this game won't be eight to two, but if they play this game, 
you know, a hundred times. I think this goes under seven or we push a large number of them. So I'm going to trust that logic. Like I said, everything checks the boxes for an under. I love this one under seven, eight pick for me in Tampa. 720 Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Braves Ranger Suarez versus Charlie Morton. Another game that might not happen, might have some delays or might just be wet. We'll have to see how the weather plays out there. Again, I'll try to tweet out all the updates. There's a lot of weather across the country today. It'll be mid to low 70s. Slight breeze blowing in from center field about 5 to 10 miles an hour. The model says Braves minus 134. No value there. It's priced pretty right in my opinion. If I had to pick a side... I would take the Braves, and the reason why is while their bullpen did blow it yesterday, their bullpen is better. While Morton has had a rough couple of starts of the season, he's looked really good the last several. I think Morton's a better pitcher than Suarez. I think the Braves' bats are better than the Phillies' bats. Uh, the Braves are at home. I think there's a lot of ways, to, a lot to like about the Braves. I think they've got an edge, even if slight, in every single aspect of this game. So Braves – Minus 141 on the money line would be the direction I would go if I wanted to play a side on this one. I just think it's the right side, and I think that Morton, again, is going in the right direction. Instead, I'm going to go first five under four and a half. It's even money. If there is weather and this one has something wonky happen with it, we got a better chance to cash on this one. A B-plus pick, almost an A pick. I just couldn't quite get there because both these offenses, again, are good and or can score a lot in a hurry. I'm going first five rather than full game because last night I wish I would have gone first five instead of full game. And it's not so much a reaction to that or an overreaction to that. It's more of a watching that play out as the game's happening, even before the four-run ninth inning last night, just sitting there saying, the Phillies' bullpen is just so hit or miss. Even their better pitchers can't be trusted. And Jansen's had kind of a, a you know resurgence to his career. Last night aside, of course, Bryce Harper hits a home run. Bryce Harper's really good. Um, in case you didn't know, I'm breaking news there. Uh, so I'm less worried about the Braves' bullpen and more just the Phillies' bullpen's below average. I just don't want to deal with that back half of the game situation. These are the types of offenses that can punish weaker pitchers. But I think for the first five, Suarez is very respectable, slightly above average. And Morton, like I said, I think he's heading in the right direction. A lot to like here because we get the win at four rather than the push because we're going under four and a half. Love the odds of even money. Like I said, B-plus pick for me. Just couldn't quite get over the hump to an A-play it was right there on the cusp, but it's a B pick for me in that one. 18 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the White Sox. Rich Hill versus Lucas Giolito. The Red Sox scored somewhere around 100 runs last night. I don't think they'll do that against Lucas Giolito tonight. Rich Hill, who been a little up and down this season. A pitcher who probably has a short hook tonight which i think is good and lines up with my play under eight and i'm giving this an a pick for a few reasons number one wind blowing in from right field double digit miles per hour the entire night uh, number two kind of chilly not overly cold but mid 60s so again maybe a slight 
edge there, uh, just an extra little boost of, you know, knocking the ball down an extra, you know, four or five feet, which could be the difference between a double being caught or a home run, you know, turning into a double, right? So just an extra little boost there. A fantastic pitcher in Giolito, that short hook for Hill, I think helps us because I don't think the Red Sox are going to let him just get hung out to dry. I think they're going to uh, go to the bullpen earlier if he's struggling. The good pitchers in the pen are arrested because they didn't have to use any of them last night. Model says White Sox minus 146. I'm staying away from the side on this one. They're priced more towards minus 160. The Red Sox bats have been getting it going of late. I've heard me talk about that, but I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw today in Giolito. So under eight is the play for me. A grade. Again, I love that push protection on the eight. I think this number should be seven and a half. I probably still lean under at seven and a half, but I mean, it drops it from an A to a C at that point because I think there's just so much value in getting the push at the end. I'm comfortable wagering a little bit more knowing that some of those situations, we just get that money right back. So I love this one at under eight. Odds are minus 115 as of this morning. That's my A grade pick in Chicago. Guardians at the Astros, Cal Quantrill versus Christian Javier. Two pitchers I've heard me talk about that I like to back. Both have overperformed their underlying metrics this year. Model says Astros minus 170 presents no edge on either side tonight. Total of eight. I feel like this one is the exact average of the first two games of this series. Quantrill for me is in between McKenzie and Plesak. Like I said, I wanted to stay away from the game total yesterday with Plesak in because I figured the Astros would be able to score off of him. But when it was announced that McKenzie was going on Monday, I tweeted out, hey, I like the full game under because I think McKenzie can potentially hold the Astros bats down. And I think full game under makes a lot of sense. This one's kind of in between with Quantrill. I, part of me says he's more like Plesak and the Astros. The projections are more like he's more like Plesak and the Astros can score off of him. But his results have been – he's overperformed a little bit, so I'm a little bit – maybe not. I just – I don't quite know. If I had to say, I think the Astros are going to score off of him, but I'm not 100% on that. I, just, I lean more to the projection, which is the Astros should be able to score off of Quantrill – with just that uncertainty, I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm going to go Guardians team total under three and a half. Only a B pick today and not an A pick like we had the last couple of days on these totals. And the reason why is I just can't quite get there tonight with Javier. He's been good. I like him. I just think I want a much better price with Javier than we got with Fromber yesterday. The, yesterday was minus 140 at the same team total. And I think Javier is good, but I think Fromber is a lot better. So proportion, it's like I talked about with the Dodgers game earlier. Proportionally, when I analyze this, I say if I was paying 140 yesterday, I thought that was a great price. I think a great price for Javier is probably more like minus 110. So I still think it's the right play, but I just think we're having to pay a little bit too much in the odds here for me to want that third unit on it. So B pick for me on the Guardians team total under. It's not a situation where, like I said, I want the full game under because I think the Astros can score some runs. 
If you wanted to look Astros run line, that actually probably be my second favorite play because I don't think the Guardians will score. I think the Astros can. So that kind of thinking says run line is the way to look. I don't like the odds. I don't think it's got a ton of value. I think this is the better play. But if you're looking to get some action on who wins, I think Astros run line is probably your next best bet. And that takes us to extra innings. We've got an early game in Pittsburgh, 1230 p.m. Eastern first pitch. Ryan Feltner versus Zach Thompson. A nice day in Pittsburgh, uh, mid-70s. Winds blowing in from left center about 10 miles an hour. A situation where if you wanted to go under, I think that might not be bad. The issue is the number seven and a half. And the weather with that wind blowing in and these offenses, what we saw in the first two days, I think under makes a lot of sense. But I can't get to the under just because I don't really trust either one of these pitchers whatsoever. And so instead, I'll take the Pirates minus 120 as a lean, a C pick. The model thinks it should be minus 125. Pirates is probably the side I want here. Like I said, I don't trust the Rockies bats on the road, but I don't trust the Pirates bats either. It's not one I want to be too invested in. A 7-5 Eastern first pitch Orioles for the Yankees. Tyler Wells versus J.P. Sears. A cold night in New York. We're going to be in the low 60s. Winds blowing in from right field at 5 to 10 miles an hour. The model says Yankees minus 192. So if you wanted to play the Yankees, the, the model thinks as of this morning, there's a little bit of an edge. Who knows where the number goes? But right now, the tiny bit edge on the Yankees. Instead, I'm going to go first five under four and a half with a lean. This is a hold your breath and play it type situation. Holding that breath for, for the first five full innings. Neither pitcher is good and or we've got the Yankees it looks like a bullpen game uh, I just don't trust the Yankees bullpen um, but I think the weather is definitely under weather so it's a lean for me I don't trust either bullpen though so I do not want to do full game we saw it yesterday I think it was 3-1 after five and then the runs just came like crazy and then of course they got the extras for a few extra freebies there so first five under four and a half is my lean C pick on that one. 938 Eastern first pitch. Rangers at the Angels. Glenn Otto versus Reed Detmers. Mid to upper 60s in Anaheim. Maybe a slight breeze out, but it'll be around five miles an hour or less. So no real wind effect. Model says Angels minus 155. So that presents no value on either side as of this moment. I'll take over eight and a half as a C pick. I don't trust either bullpen, so I'm going to assume that there's going to be some runs late in this one. Just a lean. I don't really see much I like in this game, so I'll just take a lean on the over in Anaheim. And the last one, the Giants. I don't know how I I, I, I zig and zag every which way on the Giants, and I cannot figure this team out. They are by far the worst team for me this season. Uh, they'll play host of the Mets in an afternoon game. Uh, there's no line out right now for this one, so there's no pick yet. Um, winds will be blowing out to left center at 15 to 20 miles an hour. I'm not sure what that means in that park. That the park's built kind of funny, and the wind does not act like he normally does in normal parks there. So I don't know if that'll help or not. Um, very TBD. It might actually kind of swirl around and make it blow more in. I've seen it, like I mentioned this before, if you are newer here, I've seen graphics on, on watching these games where they'll show the wind direction. It'll be like blowing in from left, 
at 15 miles an hour and out to ride at 20 or vice versa. And you're like, what is happening here? So it's hard to say really what effect it has. I'll say whatever's going on there with the Giants games, they keep going over like crazy. I've, I've done some team totals and some different things in first fives, and I just can't quite get it. I think at this point of the season, I'm just going to play over full game over in every Giants game just for the rest of the season because it can't be worse than what's happening. Um, 25 runs last night. I, I, I mean, there's no words for 25 runs in that park, which has been a pitcher's park. That's what I said. I don't know what's going on with the ball. It doesn't make any sense. There's never been a ball that I've seen in Major League Baseball that has produced that type of run scoring game in San Francisco. And that's, and it wasn't just the one game. I mean, there's double digit runs in these Giants games. It's so many of them. I, I, it blows my mind. I guess that I, I can't understand it. The humidor is the new fact that maybe there's something going on with that. I, I get, I do not know. I just know there's been a lot of runs. I'll be looking for the over. I don't really care what the number is. Uh, I'm going to go over uh, just depending on what the number is. I'll determine if it's an A, B, or C pick, but I'll tweet out about that since there's no line as of this morning. And so I'll recap my A plays. I've got Twins on the run line at plus 105. I've got Brewers, Padres, first five under four at minus 120. Marlins at the Rays, full game under seven at minus 115. And I've got Red Sox, White Sox, full game under eight at minus 115. And again, I hope the Red Sox used up all their runs last night. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. Cousin Jared will be back on with me. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.